Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, thanks so much for joining us today. If you're not subscribed to the Friday After Party podcast on our Patreon page, you're missing a huge chunk of our weekly podcast shenanigans here on the show. Seriously, here's what the After Party is all about. It's essentially me and Kimberly Johnson from the Start Me Up podcast talking about politics and entertainment. But we also talk a lot about private revealing things in our personal lives, too. It's a fun, uninterrupted 90 minutes where it's kind of like eavesdropping on an evening chat between me and Kimberly. Far more personal than the free shows, but with all the latest political commentary in there, too. So don't miss out. Subscribe to the Friday After Party level at patreon.com slash Show, And you're also going to get two Shadow Docket episodes included in that level of support every week. Again, it's patreon.com slash Show, And now let the cartoons begin. <laughs> The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 5, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 988 of the Biden-Harris administration, 396 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, <laughs> Bob Seska underscore go. We got some news on that in a second. Spoutable Bob Seska Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton. She's one of the Goth Ninjas. She's also the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller Show, stephaniemiller.com. Also, patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. And David T. Rex Ferguson. His music project is Astral Summer, patreon.com slash astral summer. Okay, so <laughs> right before the show, we had some pretty shitty news from the world of T-Rex. Yeah. Hi, Goth Ninjas. What's uh, going on, David? Hi. I lost my job today. Oh, fuck, Actually, man. I, I'm allowed to keep working until Saturday, and then it's done. Yeah. I hit somebody's car that was illegally parked with the bakery van. And whether or not they were illegally parked does not matter to the insurance company. It matters Ugh. that it's my second accident, and the, and I'm yeah, I'm yeah. out. Uh, God, man, that sucks so bad. Do, do they not have like a shit happens policy at your job? Because that seems like, no. I mean, that's why they call <laughs> these things accidents, right? It's not like you're plowing through the parking lot, devastating other cars and knocking people's side view mirrors off of their passenger side doors and all the rest of it. It's not like or you're like reckless driving. like groping my date at a play of at Beetlejuice. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah like- p- pulled off on the side of the road with... <laughs> No, none of that's it, happening. But you just you you bumped into another car on the way out, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just oh god. And on top of everything else that's been going on, because it's like I, part of me, I think part of why I think I was so distracted is because I've got you know. Oh, there is a name by the way. Prince is not the only name for my pur- little purple toe. Oh, There's, okay. What do you got? A if you would name? like to Google what's wrong with me, it is blue toe syndrome. Blue toe syndrome. And so that's yeah. essentially, let me get this straight. So I'm not a doctor, but that suggests your toe is blue. Am I right? Purple. <laughs> it's, you okay. know. See, now that's what's weird. I live in Georgia, so it's a purple state. You know? Yeah. It's okay. Like, so it has something to do with your heart. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, all the lab work is coming back. Everything's normal, but yeah. I have a purple toe. Uh, I had a CAT scan on Monday. It, you know, my arteries are... Beautiful. You have the sexiest, Sons. sexiest, sexiest arteries. You sent me pictures. I was like, oh, my God, your arteries are so hot. Many people are saying they are the <laughs> most beautiful arteries anyone has ever seen. Like, never, be- like no one has ever seen before. Yeah, no, Check um, out the gams on his arteries. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I also, I did, like, a shit ton of, like, they took so many vials of blood out yeah. of my arm on Monday, and I need to call and see if they've gotten any clues from that. Yeah. Because now I have three doctors. I have my doctor, I have the vascular medicine doctor, the vascular surgeon, who I saw Tuesday, and then I have the... Um, well, no, I actually saw my cardiologist, too. And then there's the people over at the Georgia Cancer Center, which scared the shit out of me when they called to confirm my appointment. But it just so happens that one of the cancer doctors is also a blood doctor. And that's who I saw on Monday. Is your so. blood doctor named Doogie by any chance? <laughs> no, no. No? Okay. What a shame. You always want maybe, no. a, maybe a teenager as your doctor. Because it's always wacky and fun when that happens. Yeah, no thanks. She's actually I had one. I had a guy that was so young, I almost called him Doogie Hauser, but I realized because he was that young, he would not have known the reference. <laughs> the vascular the vascular surgeon, yeah, he's yeah. like younger than me considerably and cute. But um, I don't think he's quite like Doogie Hauser young. I think he's probably yeah. in his mid-30s or so. But. Yeah, it'd be weird if he was a 14-year-old. <laughs> anyway, I'm out of a job, folks. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously we need to push everyone over to your Patreon page now. Patreon.com Patreon.com slash, yes, A-S-T-R-A-L-S-U-M-M-E-R. Yeah. That's me. And those of you who don't know, in the description under the episodes, especially at bobseska.com, I don't know how they handle links on Apple Podcasts and some of the other platforms, but I always include links for both Jody and David in the description. Same with Buzz and Kimberly when they're on. But if you go to the description under this episode at bobseska.com, where you also find links to support the indie bands on the show, if you click on David's name in the description, it'll take you right to the Patreon page where you can uh, sign up and help out David, who is now unemployed. Him and his sexy, sexy oh, arteries. God, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, you know, this is probably necessary. I've been at that job for two years. It's yeah. not demanding intellectually mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. yeah. Like it. I, I, like a precocious high schooler could do that job, no problem. <laughs> so like, you know, and I, I probably owe it to myself to work in my field and trying mm-hmm. to get back at it, but it's just, ugh. Yeah, yeah. 
if I go back to work in journalism, I have to write about Donald Trump all the time, and I'm so sick of that man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh. Well, it's like you and Tara Dublin are having job issues right now. We, we had Tara Dublin. We on should the start show a yesterday. Substack together. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you know what? I was trying to encourage her yesterday after the show to start her own podcast because, like many of us, especially like our friend Cliff Schechter, Tara Dublin is endowed with the gift of gab. So if you listen to the Wednesday interview show this week, it is uh, a tour de force of making with the talking from uh, the great Tara Dublin. So you want to listen to that, plus uh, make sure hey, to I'll support her book. Maybe reach out to her. her. Maybe yeah. start our own podcast together, The Unhirables. Bingo. Oh, my God. See, now. That's, <laughs> that's a great it. title. That is, <laughs> that is the title for the new David Ferguson Tara Dublin podcast. Holy shit. We have to make a maybe. podcast love connection here now. That's what has to happen. <laughs> the unhirables. Oh, my God. That would be it. so much fun. Yes, I would absolutely subscribe to that podcast. All right. So in the meantime, patreon.com slash astral summer. And of course, under the Wednesday show, you can support Tara Dublin's brand new book. It's called The Sound of Settling. Obviously, because it's self-published, it's very difficult to just search for it on Amazon. It doesn't immediately come up. So once again... Link in the description under that episode at bobseska.com. The Tara Dublin episode. You can't miss it. She's flipping the bird to Trump Tower. It's my favorite picture of Tara Dublin. So anyway, um, let's talk about Elon Musk here at the start of the show. I initially... What's that smell? (laughs) It's Elon Musk. Musk. Yes. So I'm teeing this up for a conversation between Elon Musk and Dr. Fauci based on the revelatory Jody Hamilton, Dr. Fauci impression from last week, which was, by the way, very, very popular. I just wanted to oh, add that. Oh, thank you. I'm, I, appreci- I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Um, so we begin with the beginning of the end of Twitter as we know it. It could possibly be that we are in the end game here as far as Elon Musk's control over Twitter. Which is Yo, just... Kilogram, how you figure, to quote Flavor Flav. <laughs> well, the Twitter investors might end up seizing the platform from Elon because it has lost an enormous amount of money. There's a brand new Reuters piece. I mean, this isn't some sort of third-rate news publication. We're talking about Reuters. Reuters reports that if things deteriorate further, The company's bankers, already nursing billions in on-paper losses, face the prospect of taking back the keys to a diminished platform that is worth less than even their claim to it. Like a financial black hole, X threatens to consume most of whatever value it once had, and I am so happy. Twitter is now worth $36 billion less than when he bought it a year ago. I mean, if you would, I mean, that is... Well, if you look, the situation, what, what is value, Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Question the definition of the word value, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this is phenomenal news. And obviously, these are some very wealthy people, some very wealthy banks who would like to be able to get some sort of return on their investment. But it seems like there's no way for them to possibly do that. Nothing Elon Musk does to the platform at this point is ever going to overcome a $36 billion loss in value 
for that platform. I mean, what does he think, that just eliminating headlines from links in tweets, that's somehow going to improve the status of the site financially? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, did you hear that, David? That's like the newest thing, right, Jody? Yeah. So when you put a link into a tweet, it okay. used to pop up with the image from the link itself, Right. And then the right. headline below it, and maybe even the first sentence or something from, or the subhead or whatever, from that link. And now, when you post a link, Elon Musk strips out the link itself, puts the image in from the thing you're linking to, but then doesn't put a headline next to it. So it just looks like a tweet with a photo a underneath of it. Yeah. Which, so what do you click on? The photo? You click on the photo. If you know to click on the photo. I assume that... In a world where we're still telling people to click here on banner ads as right. though they don't understand that things are clickable on the Internet, I don't think people will be clicking on those links as often as they did, especially because they actually also strip out the URL itself from the tweet. But I don't And how is were they were they spending a huge amount of money publishing the headline? I mean, what's the, what's the. It's the dumbest thing. You know what? It's an Elon Musk, like, I don't know, micromanaging the aesthetic of Twitter kind of thing. Yeah, it's. I feel like these deck chairs will look better on the Titanic's promenade deck <laughs> yeah. than they will right. on the shuffleboard court. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's just one of those things where he feels as though if there are no headlines mucking up the appearance of the Twitter timeline, then people will be most, more likely to see the ads that pop up. But you know what? Mm. It's like my part-time job now is blocking advertisers on Twitter. I just scroll through that timeline. Every time I see a little, the little grayed-out word ad in the upper right corner of the tweet, immediate block. Even websites and, and Twitter accounts that I will someday need probably because of my job. I'm blocking right. those too. And I think everyone needs to block them. But the problem is it's like that uh, Lucy with the chocolate factory thing going by. You can't keep up with it. I, I feel like I've blocked every corporation in the world, and there you are still more. eating them. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I don't know if I could even eat them fast enough, because as many uh, Twitter accounts as I've blocked, it still seems like there are more that pop up. So the great news is, though, that... You know, that's why the, the ground was white after Custard's last stand. Yeah. Because the Indians just kept coming and coming and coming. Oh, and coming. my God. What? <laughs> yes, I'm 12. I'm just so gross. Ew, David. Yeah. Ew. Um, so I, I've been dying... And Bob's like, uh, where were we? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, Who am I? What am I doing I've here? got a segue from that joke to Kevin McCarthy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, someone else who got screwed relentlessly over the past yeah. week or so. I've been dying to get. <laughs> I've been dying he to get your taste. Deserved taste-y. it. Yes. So, what happens next with the speakership, Jody? I mean, who do you think is going to end up in that job? And further, who would even fucking want that job right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the only person that's put his hat in the ring that appears to support Ukraine aid is Steve Scalise. Yeah. Right. And so as far as awful people are concerned, between him and Jim, yeah. um, I will take Scalise over Jim any day of the week yeah. just because of Ukraine aid. But again, he's going to need Demo- – it's funny. People are blaming the Democrats for this. And it's like, dude, it's, it's not like AOC said motion to vacate. Yeah. It's not like Nancy Pelosi who got kicked out of her fucking offices as well as uh, Steny Hoyer because 
McCarthy said so, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's everybody blaming the Democrats. It's like y'all needed the Democrats no. in order to. It's it's stupid. I yeah. saw a headline at the Daily Beast. Yeah. Matt Lewis, their token conservative, wrote a thing about like the Democrats lost a chance for a huge political win. No. They should have supported oh, Democrats. I'm like, shut no. up. No. I, yeah, I'm like, why? No. What's the, what is the payoff? What is the value in supporting Kevin McCarthy right now? I mean, because yeah. like he would not do that for Nancy Pelosi. Oh hell King. no! Like, I mean, no. It's like, no. Sorry, you guys fight amongst yourselves. I just, I don't see any upside to saving no. him. I mean, the, except for possibly the whoever replaces him might be even worse but at the yeah. same time it's like i'm not gonna do shit to do to do anything anything not. good for kevin mccarthy i mean yeah. talk about a whiny diaper baby reaction to something oh my god why didn't the democrats save us from ourselves right. you know, that, and you know what it's perfectly predictable it's perfectly in keeping with a lot of the mentality in dc especially in the dc media that somehow the Democrats, because I guess on some level this is okay because they're considered maybe the grown-ups in the room still, but it's the Democrats who always need to step up. It's like, okay, well, right. those guys are over there flinging shit at each other. They're having a food fight, and so the poop-flinging yeah. monkeys thing, that's like the baseline now. That's right. like a given. The, the D.C. media has now assumed that the Republicans will just keep doing that, so we're not even going to report on that anymore. We're not even going to frame it that way. Like it's the Republicans constantly pantsing themselves. Mm. We're not going to say that. We're just going to go, well, you know, Democrats, grownups, why? Why aren't you doing it? It's like, it's like a, a kid sets the house on fire, so you blame the next door neighbor. Say, so why mm. didn't you see the child next door trying to set the house on fire? Why didn't you stop them? Right. And, of course, that's absolutely ridiculous. This is Kevin McCarthy uh, yesterday, I believe. No, but do I regret the Democrats playing games with January 6th? Yes. They, they, they played so many politics. What they did to this institution and what they did to this building was so wrong. The oh, idea my God. That they do you fucking I'm sorry. Yeah. Just fucking blow it out your ass sideways. You fucking Fisher-Price speaker, limp-gavel dickhead. <laughs> That was a fucking attempt to overthrow our government. Yeah. A violent coup attempt at, aimed at the very building where he works. And we're the ones playing games? No, Kevin McCarthy, please, by all means, go stick your dick in a garbage disposal. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> What they did to this institution and what they did to they this building. They didn't shit on the fucking floor. Trump supporters. And it on the walls. Yes, yes, they literally, Trump supporters literally smeared shit all over the inside of Congress. Yes, they, they walked did. away with the podiums, didn't they, Jody? It was one act of vandalism after another with the aim of executing lawmakers of both parties, by the way. So that was the Republican treatment of this grand institution that Kevin McCarthy is talking about. But, of course, it was the Democrats for investigating the people who smeared shit on the walls of Congress. It's the, oh, it's the Democrats yeah. who are ruining the institution. What they did to this building, you know, in investigating the guys who broke into it, tried to execute Mike Pence, tried to execute Nancy Pelosi, smeared shit all, all over the walls, vandalized the place with the aim of overthrowing an election. But yeah, it's the it's Democrats. the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've been like really, I mean, they should have just let that go. Yeah. You know, it's unsportsmanlike to right. call, hold people to account. Right. Well, I'm sure you also saw uh, Patrick McHenry on the floor of the House after they ousted Kevin McCarthy, and he gaveled out the proceedings with the loudest, yeah. most obnoxious gaveling ever. 
He was just like, he's okay, now we're adjourned. And then he slammed that gavel down, and it was almost like an explosion. That's, that's almost what it sounded like when he slammed the thing down. I mean, I... I noticed that, yeah. Yes. I mean, it would have been funnier if he had slammed the gavel down and it just made this noise. <laughs> that would have made me respect Patrick McHenry a little bit. But he actually, the reason I bring this up is he also blamed the Democrats for Kevin McCarthy getting ousted. He said, how? I understand where the liberals are, he said. I know you support the constitutional order, except in a moment like this. You can't be counted on in a moment like this. So they were supposed to save Kevin McCarthy. So we're supposed to save you from your own fucking idiot party that yes. you can't keep control of? It's our fault for not pulling you out of the pool when you fucking, like, uh, sorry. I, I know what you mean. It's like they're hitting themselves over the heads with frying pans, and they're going, well, Democrats, why don't you stop us from hitting ourselves over the heads with frying pans? And the Democrats are going, why? We want you to hit yourselves over the heads with frying pans. Right. <laughs> we want to vote for that. I mean, of course, we're in favor we of the Republicans We only need a couple of, one, like, one or two of you to drop dead, and we'll be in the yeah. majority. Yeah. So, like, I mean, why are we going to help you right now? So, as far as who replaces Kevin McCarthy, let's go back to this for a second. It's essentially now three candidates on the table. Steve Scalise, as you were saying, Jody, uh, Jim Jordan, and Donald mm. Trump. Trump doesn't have the votes. I can tell you that right away. No, uh, Hal, hell no. Hal Sparks was on the show uh, with you guys this morning, Jody. and uh, Yeah, he doesn't have the votes. And what would be great about that is if they put his name up. Please and- put it to a vote so we can watch him lose. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that was exactly uh, Hal's uh, point on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. Because and- he hates losing at anything. <laughs> right. So that's nothing but upside as far as I'm concerned. I know Kimberly is still very, very concerned that Donald Trump is going to become speaker. I'm not as concerned about that. I just don't think I'm he's got either. the votes. Yeah. He doesn't. Then there's also, as we were saying, Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. So there's actually a 33% chance now that the new speaker will have been accused of covering up sexual assaults. Did they learn nothing from Dennis Hastert, by the way? I know. Who, just so we emphasize the Republican track record with this particular congressional post, Speaker of the House, the longest serving Republican Speaker of the House was the pedophile. Yep. That was the guy. That was their most successful Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert, who is now in prison for sexually assaulting underage people. That is the most insane thing. And they're going to go with Jim Jordan again with Ohio State and all of that lurking over him? Good luck, guys. Good luck with that. It's tradition. Yeah. Right. Denny Hester, I was always just like, could that human being be any more repulsive? I mean, he's like a fucking walking intestinal polyp. (laughs) And then, I mean, I just, oh, God, his poor victims. Yeah. 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 But it's like they're being so obvious about the fact that they've got a sexual assault problem. They've got a rape problem. And they have to constantly distract the press from talking about it by saying, us trans people, us drag shows, it's all this shit. So we're not asking questions of Jim Jordan. What did you know and when did you know it? They're not asking questions about the fact that they're just, (laughs) they're on the verge of establishing a new Speaker of the House who could have those kinds of allegations uh, as baggage. So there's that. And then Steve, speaking of baggage, Steve Scalise has claimed that he's David Duke without the baggage. That's the thing. That's the word on Steve Scalise at this point. And the crazy thing about that is David Duke is nothing but baggage. So if you take away the baggage <laughs> from David Duke, there's just nothing. He becomes invisible. Right. It's just pocket lint. <laughs> yeah. 
That's exactly right. So uh, there it is. Um, obviously, the House of Representatives is shut down for a week. So there's nothing that's going to happen there. But I think that's part of why Matt Gates did this. Matt Gates did this partly because, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Because the first thing he did after that vote is he walked outside to a giant throng of reporters and started, yep. you know, look at me, look at me. Hey, I'm Matt Gates. I just fucked over my Speaker of the House. Yep. I just screwed my party. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Give me money, please. Well, the other reason, obviously, is to make Congress seem dysfunctional. This plays directly into and actually feeds the drive toward some form of autocracy in this country. Because yeah. the more people see this, the more people say, oh, my God, Washington is just a goddamn mess, which was the default anyway. I mean, that's kind of been a thing for decades. Oh, Washington, oh, it's such chaos in Washington. They don't know what they're doing down there in Washington. Those fat cats in Washington. And now it gets worse and worse and worse as time goes on. They've invaded the Capitol. They've occupied the Capitol. They've tried to overthrow an election. They've tried to stop the investigation into the overthrowing of the election. And now they've ousted their speaker after 27 Scaramucci's. Thank you very much, Mary Trump, for that one. <laughs> you know, and so the fact that they have shut down the House of Representatives just emphasizes that. And because of the strength of the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, the blame, as we've seen from some of these people, Kevin McCarthy, Patrick McHenry, and some others in the press, for example, are like, oh, the Democrats should have stopped them. So it's the Democrats are just as guilty as the Republicans, and they're all a bunch no, of shitheads no, who, yeah. No, know, no, no, no. And now the Republicans are turning on Matt. Oh, that's right. Yes. Do you think, that, Jody, do you think there's a chance that they're going to oust him? That they're just going to. They're cawthorning the crap out of him right now. Okay. Well, um, they're, they're, they're going, there's several Republicans. I have audio for tomorrow for Stephanie yeah. of at least two saying, well, yeah, he used to uh, grind up uh, ED uh, medication so that oh, he could go yeah. all night long. Um, and, you what? know, they just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, what? Well, yeah. You know, before he was married, of course. Yeah, bull. Um, so, see, the FCC and me is still here. Sorry. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's um, they're, they're going after him, and they see, he's fucked their conference up. They're worried about losing the house now because yeah. of this. I mean, there's, and yes, the, the, the excuse, oh, he had such a small margin. Fuck you. So did Nancy Pelosi, and guess right. what she did? She oh, did yes. her fucking job. Right. Yeah, I mean, this makes Nancy Pelosi look great, and she already looked great. She already was the most successful Speaker of the House, as far as I'm concerned, because we're talking about a big tent caucus with a variety of ideologies, a variety of different uh, district makeups throughout the Democratic caucus, and she was able to hold all those people together. Vote after vote after vote, whether it was a moderate bill or whether it was a far left bill, didn't matter. Nancy Pelosi got the votes. And the thing with Matt Gates is, well, she never even took anything to the floor if she didn't think she. Could get oh, the of course votes. not. Of course, because so she, she is smart. smart. She knows parliamentary procedure. She knows how to whip up votes for things. But the thing with Matt Gates is, they're stuck with him because of gerrymandering. <laughs> Unless they yeah. oust him, Matt Gates can be in the House of Representatives. Until he's dead, until he's an old man, until he's like Strom Thurmond or... Thanks, Florida. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, because of gerrymandering. And so I always look for these opportunities to bring in Republican support for eliminating gerrymandering. So if you really want to get rid of Matt Gates 
and some of these thorns in your side who are nothing but disruption and chaos agents, join us in getting rid of gerrymandering because we're willing to sacrifice our secure seats if you're willing to sacrifice your gerrymandered secured seats. California, we don't have it, ours is a citizen nonpartisan yeah. map drawing. And because we're basically a blue state, there's a couple of red pockets. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Yeah. And that's why Democrats keep winning, is because Democrat when you pay attention, Democrats win. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's it's um yeah, California is very fair when it comes to that stuff. Yep. And apparently, because Republicans in this state still don't get it. Um, in general, the assembly, the state assembly, and obviously the governorship is is all democratic. I mean, I, there are a few maybe Republicans in the assembly, but very few, if any. And there needs to be more states exactly like that. I'm confident that Barack Michigan Obama- Michigan did that, didn't they? Didn't Michigan do that and they turned blue? I think so, yeah. And both Barack Obama and Eric Holder are mm-hmm. making that their primary focus, getting rid of gerrymandering in their post-presidency era. So I feel very confident in their ability to continue to, to push this and, and maybe uh, continue to get some victories along the way. But you know what? Before we take a uh, short break, let's go back to what Jody was saying about Matt Gates and the ED medicine. This revelation came down from another Who's Republican. snorting it? Yeah, Mark Wayne Mullen. Ew. And by the way, Mark Wayne Mullen, the first name is one word, Mark Wayne. So <laughs> Senator yeah, Mark yeah, Wayne yeah, Mullen, yeah. That guy. Republican of Oklahoma, accused Matt Gates of openly detailing his sexual experiences to fellow lawmakers in a bonkers interview with CNN on Wednesday. And this is the quote from Mark Wayne. If your name is two regular first names run together, chances are your parents were cousins, okay? I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes. If we combine our first names and our middle names, I I guess I would be Bob Charles. I'm Jody Ann. That could be one word. Yeah, that sounds okay, though. That sounds like a legitimate name. It doesn't sound too hillbilly-ish. What about you, David? My first name is James, and my middle name is David. Oh, that's right. That's right. James Dave. Jim Dave. Yeah, you would Jim have to Dave. be Jim that's Dave. It. Your name is Jim Dave. Or Jimmy Dave. I think oh, that's God, a- I had an old I had a boss named Jimmy Dave, actually. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Wow. He was actually a lot smarter and cooler than his name. <laughs> so. Well He had so, to overcome it. Yes. <laughs> so Mark Wayne Mullen told CNN's Manu Raju, he said, quote, he, Matt Gates, bragged about how he would crush ED medicine, erectile dysfunction medicine and chase it with energy drinks so he could go all night. This is obviously before he got married. So gross. Yes, I'm very, very sorry for that image. Imagining him doing anything all night is bad enough, but like fucking all night with that fucking giant forehead. And you know he's probably (laughs) like, like, I just imagine him all sweaty and greasy and like all just like, you want to go for another round, baby? No! Yeah, (laughs) with that weird sort of elfin face of his. He's all jammed into the lower quarter, too, because his forehead is huge. Wasn't there like an elf, uh, like a cartoon elf that was the branded character to go along with? I think it was either Sprite or 7-Up. But every time I see Matt Gates, Sprite, it was a, it was a Sprite. Literally a it was Sprite. An actual Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yes. that's what <laughs> Matt Gates looked like. He just looks like no, a character like from butthead. Middle Earth. Oh, yeah, he does look like Butthead. But you know what? Yeah, yeah. So many of the Republicans look like Butthead. It's like you can't go a day without a new Beavis and Butthead meme popping up featuring like 
Gates or Jim Jordan. Who else? Oh, the uh, Trump boys look like the Beavis Dude, and Butthead. I was looking guy. at the picture of Trump sitting in court, and he's got, you know, Alina Haba on one side, yeah. sitting there sucking in her cheeks and poking out her lips to look like she's had injections. And then I don't know what the name of the guy next to him is, but he totally looks like the assistant manager of a used car sailor. Oh, it's Chris Kais. Chris Kais, who, I mean, got, his who got paid. His huge forehead and his yeah. stupid little <laughs> grin. I mean, he really looks like an assistant principal yeah. who will never be principal because everyone knows to not let him handle anything because he's completely incompetent. Well, he's like, one of the only guys who has a bead on what Trump is all about, who is actually within the Trump inner circle because Chris Keis got Trump to pay him in advance because he, he knew if he didn't, <laughs> yes, exactly. He knew that if he didn't, he'd never get paid. And already, didn't Trump lose one of his Georgia attorneys because of that? Uh-huh. Yeah. So- <laughs> Did we figure out that's why the guy bailed the his original pick for t- he he wanted to get paid up front? I didn't. Yeah, know I heard that on the that. Stephanie Miller show this morning. So oh, okay, uh, yeah, I think it was because the guy didn't get paid, and they, so he just walked off. And that's yeah. a good, and a judge will let you do that, right? And that is happening. Meantime, oh my God, you guys, what am I going to do? I lost my job. Oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm, I'm so just sorry. Fritch. I just like that the, we're talking about getting paid, right? And just like the bottomless abyss of like no more money opened under me. And I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah I'm fine. I know. Deep breaths. I will find another job. Yeah. But like, it's just, yeah. oh man. We'll take care of you. Everyone's going to go. All our listeners to right his now. Patreon go to Patreon page. page. Go, go, go. Patreon. I'm a Patreon subscriber. Everybody else should be too. Link in the description patreon.com slash astral summer. Do it now. Do it now. Do you have like a Venmo or something you can give out to? I do. I think it's at David Dash Ferguson Dash. Wait, I got to look. It may, I can't remember if it's 17 okay. or 24. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll wait for you. Uh, but yeah, so that lawyer is out in Georgia. Uh, you know, the, the crazy thing about that is, I mean, that should be a major story. The Donald Trump, he claims to have all this money, but he just can't pay his lawyers, uh, who are the only people David standing between him Ferguson. and prison. What is, it? what is it? At David-Ferguson-24. Okay, there you go. Okay. So um, while that is all happening, there was a story that came down, thanks to our friend Tommy Christopher over at Mediaite, saying that CNN is now going all in on the commander biting people story. So if you're wondering, if you're wondering why our democracy is on the endangered species, Commander the dog, Biden's dog, his German shepherd, bit someone else. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy. He's a very cute boy. He's such a handsome boy. Okay, I seriously thought you meant like a Navy commander. No, 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 Biden's dog. Because I can't imagine (laughs) the absurdity of putting the entire might and power of your global reach of your satellite network behind a dog biting story. Wouldn't it be weird if they're like the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the replacement for Mark Milley, was just a biter? He would just go around biting people. Um, <laughs> that would be well, me in government. Champ, it's champ, major, and commander. Was it champ or major that also yeah. was biting? Was it major? It's, they were biting. It's guys that know. These dogs know because they're not biting anybody but Secret Service agents. Yeah, no. Which means they know that the people that they're biting are bad for daddy. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah, these are Secret Service agents who are probably loyal to Donald Trump. And uh, exactly. So my oh, view wait. is, you, the guys that they bit, yeah. all both dogs, mm-hmm. reassigned. Yep. And polygraph them about what they were doing on January sixth. <laughs> and that, but I mean, you reassign them from the president because a, you're getting bitten by his dog, yeah. and two, stop that. Okay, you hear that? That's my cat. 
<laughs> She's now decided to lie upon the computer, but luckily um, it's password protected, so it's not going to fuck this up. Other She's than a you good can girl, too. She's, She's a, a good girl. girl. She's good. But no, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, whoever, it was either Major or Champ, I forget which one, mm-hmm. and then now Commander. Commander. Whomever, who, whichever people, that, whomever, whoever, yeah. whatever, I don't even know my grammar. Whosoever has matter. been bitten by the there dog. There you go. Whosoever yeah. that the dogs had bitten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should be reassigned away from the president. Dogs, yeah. no, man. Yeah. They really do. I had my old, my dog, God rest his soul, um, one night, and he knew this person, by the way, and was fine with this person, but one night this guy was kind of, he was drunk, not that any of us were sober, but he was being kind of aggressive towards me, not mm-hmm. really super aggressive, but kind of like a little stalkery. Yeah. yeah. And, and my dog knew this man and literally barked him into a corner into my kitchen. Yeah. He didn't bite him, but he barked him in there and growled at him and he was cowering in the kitchen until our friend took him home. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and he knew the guy. Yeah. And he was like, nope, don't like you tonight. They know, man, they fucking know. And so commander and his other dogs, good boys. Commander and the other dogs are not just walking up to Secret Service agents and just randomly no, bite, biting them. They That's, have handlers. Of course they do. And the other thing is, it's most likely a situation where their food is being taken away from them prematurely, or they're very, you know they're German shepherds and they're very protective of their humans. And they're protective. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. They're fucking protective dogs. That's the whole any, point any of getting a German shepherd. Dog yeah. Is. yeah, you any, can any hear it when they bark. They're like, stop. I mean, chihuahuas don't even. But any any big dog especially mm-hmm. if they are well trained or not because yeah. like with Stephanie with um, Steve Austin yeah, he was protective of her Right. Without being mm-hmm. trained to do that mm-hmm. yeah, well, no, they, whoever they love they're going to protect that's yeah, just right, inbuilt right, with right. a dog Okay, well, let's take a uh, short <laughs> break and thank you CNN, we got to make sure we have wall-to-wall coverage of the <laughs> commander scandal you know, it's such an important news story given everything Think about else the resources on. that that company yeah. has at its mm-hmm. fingertips. Right. I mean, people like Christian Amanpour, yeah. like really, really talented people and yeah. a massive global reach. Jim Acosta. And they're going all in yeah. on the dog. Yeah. We love Jim Acosta. I, I'm a big fan of his work. I mean, they're, all these networks that we sometimes criticize, and most recently NBC News, there are lots of talented people who work for those organizations. The yeah. problem is you get these executives who are really, and showrunners, who are are focused more on ratings and clout and engagement than they are on reporting what's actually important. They're more focused on what people want and not as focused on what people need. You know what I mean? That's but the it's problem. like every industry has these guys in their suit jackets yeah. that don't do anything right. except take conference calls. Mm-hmm. The Trumps of the world and they pay themselves so handsomely. Yeah. But and the t- actual people who do the work, the artists, the talent, the people, and you know never see a pay. It's just right, right. really discouraging. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Judge Engeron has established babysitter rules for the Trumps because they're little whiny diaper babies, aren't they? They need to be Please supervised. Please tell me there are shock collars involved. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. 
We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All time favorites all day long. What's that, Jody? What do you say? You're talking to your cat. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Oh, this is great. This? I, I don't know if Jody could hear me, but I, I just heard her talking. So I thought I'd uh, break in and say hi. Uh, yeah, this is the great Feed Your Wolves. We love Feed Your Wolves here on the show. It's a song called Stars. It's one of the best from the UK. Yeah, link in the description, of course, to nice. download this single. Get it into your record collection. Hey? Yeah. BobSeska.com. Find this episode dated 10-5-23. Click that link. Scroll on down. You'll find links for all the independent recording artists here on the big show, on the big Thursday show. And thank you for joining us, by the way. Okay. You got your cats under control, Jody? Everything uh, everything okay there? Everything in order? Jody? 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 I Where's think we Jody? lost her. I think we lost Jody. Oh, yeah. She's no longer here. I see her thing go away. <sighs> all right. Hang on. And I like banged Prince the Purple Toe on the like my chair. Oh to get my back god! Of the mic. Ah, it's, ah. It still hurts. It's like oh. God. Oh my just, god! It's making my toes hurt. <laughs> we're just chaos today, folks. We're just barely holding it together. <laughs> yeah, we're just right. like a knot of rattling Hi. bones and strips of Oh, there of she cloth. is. Hi, Jody. Yeah. There she is. Cats. She's back. Okay. I don't know what they did, but they did something. <laughs> they hacked into your computer and shut off your Wi-Fi. That's what something. It was not the way. It was like everything just like shut down. I'm like, there's 14 different things that they had to turn off. I yeah. don't know what they did. <laughs> I have got to get some ice, guys. I'll be right back. Okay. That All right. Go, go grab some ice for your awful, awful toe. David stubbed his <sighs> yeah, toe. During as the awful break. as my toe may be, though, I'd like to keep it. 
<laughs> yeah. That's right. It's it's always helpful to have a full set of toes. I'm a little attached. Yeah, At least I'm from an aesthetic point of view, you need all those toes. Well, yeah. after I broke my uh, little, my pinky finger on my left hand, Yeah. right, you don't know how much you need that until right. you can't use it. Oh because God, apparently yeah. the yeah. pinky helps you grip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of need all your fingers. That's why they're there. It's, it was kind of amazing. Like, I couldn't open jars. Yeah. Well, uh, David brought up a shot collar for the Trumps. That's that Ooh, would I be like their that. shot collar, yeah. Um, so, yes, and Judge Engeron has established babysitter rules for the Trumps. Yes, thank I, God. I love this particular story. This, of course, uh, we're treated to this from the great Allison Gill, Muller, she wrote. I'm just going to read some of this. How about, how about some, uh, some legal document reading here? Ordered that the party shall have until October 26, 2023 to provide the court with names of potential receivers. You know why that makes me smile? You know what that's all about? That's about receivers means people who will take over Donald Trump's businesses. I nominate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do it? I second. What are we nominating you for? Uh, uh, to be the receiver of Donald Trump's um, properties. Assets. assets, yes. Oh. That has to happen. They have to have a name of receivers by October 26, 2023, in addition to the shot caller, David. Uh, they're going to do that. <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say ashes, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take those. Yeah. Uh, ordered that within seven days of the date of this order, defendants shall provide the independent monitor babysitter, the Honorable Barbara S. Jones, with a list of all entity defendants and any other entities controlled or beneficially owned by Donald J. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Alan Weisselberg, and Jeffrey McConney that have existing certificates filed pursuant to blah, 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 Section 130 entities. And it is further ordered that for each of the Section 130 entities, defendants shall inform the monitor whether and to what extent any third party has an ownership, partnership, or membership interest in such entity. And it is further ordered that plaintiffs shall uh, assist the monitor by confirming through access to Department of State records the information provided by defendants regarding the Section 130 entities. And it is further ordered that for each of the Section 130 entities, defendants shall provide the monitor with advance notice of... One, any application for a new business certificate in any jurisdiction. Two, the creation of a new entity or hold or acquire the assets of a Section 130 entity. Three, any anticipated transfer of assets or liabilities to another entity. Because, of course, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to squirrel away money and assets to someplace that they're not going to be able to find, that the babysitter won't notice. So they're being (laughs) further restricted here. Let's keep a close eye on these crooks and frauds, right? Four, any anticipated distribution from a Section 130 entity. Five, any assignment of rights from a Section 130 entity. Six, any disclosures to third parties regarding the transfer or cancellation of the business certificates, including, but not limited to, the correspondence to Section 130 entities, lenders, banks, finance companies, leasing agents, insurance companies, buyers, equity partners, co-owners, or taxing authorities. This is basically, you know what you could call this document? The short leash. Yep. This is <laughs> this is keeping Donald Trump in the on a short leash. Maybe you could also say his timeout chair. He's got to go sit in the timeout chair. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Got to keep a close eye on these guys so they don't commit more fraud. That's what that's all mm-hmm. about. And I assume, you know, at some point Donald Trump's probably going to go after the babysitter Barbara Jones. If yeah. they Please tell me she's black. Oh. God, I hope so. And that's when the shot collar would come into play, I think. That's coming. Because the thing is, that gag order applied to Trump the other day, 
He violated it in like five minutes later, didn't well, he? Well, no, not really, because the gag order had to do with Judge Engeron's staff. Right. Not the Tell AG. me about that. Okay. So the, I didn't go that deep into that. Okay, so it was because Donald Trump that morning, while Doxter, he was- Doxter, basically. Doxter, while he was sitting in court, doxed the yeah. clerk, who he said yeah. was Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. Oh. She should sue him for um, libel. Yeah. Well, and then or that's defamation, when, one of the two, and so should Chuck isn't Schumer. Isn't Chuck for this Schumer matter. married to someone else? Yeah, and yeah. for years, yeah. and yeah. The, they both should sue him for defamation. Right. Where did he get this idea? He just made this up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's you know, someone whispered it to him at some point. Like someone said something, or he heard it on like, RSB. There's a photograph of the two of them together, and yeah. then he also said today that he was 62 percent up in the polls. So he makes up <laughs> shit all the time. Yes, everything. This whole case is about making shit up, right? They're all these cases are about making shit up. And so he was making that shit up. But the problem is that it's too late. We all know what Donald Trump's about, what he does, what he says, the people he endangers. He does this all the time. So when he steps into a courtroom for a new trial, what you say is, okay, you need to shut the fuck up after you leave this courtroom. No more going after the AG. No more going after Jack Smith or the judge or the clerks or whoever. You got to shut up. Gag order applied across the board because otherwise, Mm -hmm. as what has happened with this clerk is that Donald Trump's already put her name out there. She's already a target. So, okay, the gag order is applied now. Kind of too late. Kind of all over Troth Central at this point. All over the news because we're all talking about it. I mean, we're deliberately not mentioning the clerk's name because she's just an employee of the court. You know what I mean? And so... This is something that I think more judges need to learn a lesson from. Obviously, it's not going to happen with Eileen Cannon. She's not going to do this to Donald Trump. So that puts everyone in that court in jeopardy who's not part of Donald Trump's legal team. And even they, to some extent, are in jeopardy of losing their jobs. But as far as Donald Trump's threats and attacks against them, it's the Eileen Cannon court is going to be loaded with it. Um, and I think Judge Chutkin and uh, I always forget the name of the judge presiding over the Fulton County case. But oh, that, M- M- McAfee. Thank you. Scott McAfee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That guy needs to apply a gag order, too. I think he will. Okay. I'm glad that the, this judge has already kind of done that. Yeah. Because that makes it less on the criminal courts to, to bother with it. Because right. this is a civil case. And Donald cl- claiming, oh, I can't go anywhere. Yeah, you can, assholes. Yeah. You didn't have to be there, fucker. Yeah, so Donald Trump went bananas on mm. Troth Central in reaction to all of this, including my favorite thing that he's ever trothed on Troth Central. And by the way, you know what? In the past, since we met the last time, between last Thursday and this Thursday, he said one of the greatest things he's ever said publicly. And I never say this about Donald Trump, that, oh, yeah, what he's just said, awesome, great, let's have more of that. But here's the exception. Donald Trump was talking about his own death over the weekend at a rally. Yes, he was. (laughs) He was talking about either being eaten by a shark or electrocuted by an electric boat. That's how, yes, but we have to make a big deal over Joe Biden tripping over a sandbag. Right. This guy, the Republican nominee, the, the presumptive Republican nominee at this point, the head of his own party, the head of this colossal, possibly global movement, said that if your boat sinks and it's a, an electric yes. motor on the boat, would you rather get electrocuted or eaten by a shark? I, and he said, I would rather get, what did he say? I'd rather get eaten by a shark than electrocuted? No, he said, I would rather have electrocution 
okay. than the shark. To me, like, cool, then your barbecue for the shark. So. Yes. That's uh, an endorsement for the shot collar solution. <laughs> If he's okay with getting electrocuted, fine. And Perfect. also, um, by the way, gas-powered boats have electricity. Yes, they of course do. There are very few boats that don't, he that are like seafaring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even sailboats have electricity on them. Um, but once again, Donald Trump having trouble discussing water. Yeah. Just Every time the subject that involves water comes up, he just... You think he has rabies, maybe? <laughs> it's possible, like... <laughs> He just has some unnatural fear of water. Maybe he's like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. It's like Maybe. that's his weakness. <laughs> or, or the Wicked Witch. That's probably a better metaphor for Donald Trump's fear, his irrational fear of water. He calls it, you know, we've done the list here before. Anyway, so he freaked out on Troth Central with regard to the gag order, I think. I think this is mainly in reaction to the gag order. He said, the ridiculous AG case against me in New York brought by the racist and incompetent Peekaboo James, which is, by the way, super duper racist. We established that Peekaboo is intended to rhyme with a racist term for black women. Is being studied and mocked over the world. Companies are fleeing it, New York. And <laughs> Jen Kirkman on Stephanie's show ran to her window and oh, looked out did. the window to confirm. <laughs> yeah, there's all, nobody there. Yeah, the, it's gone. Those, it's like the movie Legend. It's just gone. <laughs> exactly right. She's got the one dog, and that's it. It's yeah. just gone. Everyone's fleeing New York, and the highly political Trump-hating judge are destroying the image and reputation of the New York State legal system and courts. I don't even get a jury because you didn't check the box. That idiot sitting to your left, Donald. Didn't check the box for a jury trial. She could have asked for one and had one. And yet she's still working for you. I wonder why. And then he says, um, I don't even get a jury. All of this while murders and violent crime hit unimaginable records. This is so bad for New York. So with three O's. And then he goes, help! Yeah. Help! Ow! Help! Help! I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. Help me! Yes, he's, he's now like half fly. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump tried to teleport himself. He made a teleporter in Mar-a-Lago so he could get back and forth to, the, to his trials more quickly. The respected commercial division, where it should have been sent in the first place, must take over this, and in then quotes he wrote, sh show, as if to say shit show, S-H dot dot show. So the guy who said motherfucker at his rally the other day can't yeah. say shit show on Troth Central. Right. <laughs> so weird. What a goddamn weirdo. Okay. So uh, Mediasan reported among the many crazy and offensive Trump statements in recent days, and this, this goes back to what we were saying about peekaboo James, quote unquote. Yeah. Among the many crazy and offensive Trump statements in recent days, he also told a right wing website that undocumented immigrants are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country which is a straight-up white supremacist neo-Nazi talking Yeah. Jesus. Of course it is. Where's that shot call? Yeah. He should get shocked every time he says something racist. And if that were the case... He'd it would, be dead. It'd be like he'd this. Be cooked. No, he'd... He would... He'd be like Francis after the lobotomy. <laughs> right. Um, meantime, Trump keeps confessing 
you know, he was doing this thing where he'd leave the courtroom and go out into the atrium there, start flapping his arms around and just screaming at the tops of his lungs like a mile away from the microphones. And he said at one point, uh, many, many warnings, page one, page two. He's talking about his financial statements. Page one, page two, many pages. It says, please, you must understand that you have to do your own due diligence. Do not rely on anything. Do not rely on the financial statements, he told reporters at midday. Also, the financial statements are very strong in terms of cash, liquidity, and everything else. This case is a scam. There can't be fraud when you've told institutions to do their own work. So essentially, Donald Trump continues to confess that his financial statements are fraudulent in a case where he's being accused of creating fraudulent financial statements. I mean, that's I mean, the same as it ever was with him. Yeah, of course. You know, he's always right out in the middle of it saying exactly what he's doing, right. you know, depending on who's asking. This is why I can't understand why he's not behind bars, because it's all been so blatant, you know? It's yeah. because of his, his last job. I think so. And, and here's the thing with this continued confession. He's been doing this for some time now. I think I've been tracking this for, uh, I mean, with this particular case for at least a week or two, where he's constantly saying that his actual assets are worth considerably more than what are on the financial statements, which means Donald Trump could also be committing tax fraud. And we also have confirmation of that because the Trump organization has already been convicted of tax fraud <laughs> in New York City. Right. Because See, of Alan again, it's like all out there in the open. Yeah, of course. Of course. So if I were the IRS or yeah. if I were the New York State tax collector, I would be looking at these statements that he's making because they're all admissible in court, by the way. You can present everything that Donald Trump says on Truth Central and everything he says outside the courtroom, everything he says into a microphone at a rally, et cetera. That's all admissible in court. And he's been saying repeatedly that his assets are worth more than he's actually reporting, which means that he's under he's lowballing his assets. And is he also lowballing his assets on his tax returns? That's of the course big question. He is. Of course he is. Uh, AOC brought that out of Michael Cohen. Yeah, exactly. And we got to God, we got to thank Michael Cohen once again. Says who? For being at the center of all of this. I mean, he's going to have to testify, by the way. And he's oh, yeah. a little afraid. Is he afraid? Well, yeah, I mean, his the minions, but thank oh, God okay. Donald left New York, so the minions won't be there. Yeah, I don't, I don't get fear a whole lot from Michael Cohen, though. Says who? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you know, he, he's understandably, he's under duress. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody that is against Donald is under duress. Mm -hmm. uh, love him or hate him, think they're great or not. Anybody that comes out against him his minions, yeah. and j it just takes one. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I assume when Mr. Cohen goes to testify in this trial in New York, that he'll have enough security and they'll get him underground and, you know, they'll get him in a way that the minions won't be able to see him right. unless they're in court. And then if they're in court, uh, they're, he's relatively protected. Exactly. Well, meantime, Donald Trump freaked out on uh, John Kelly after the story came out. John Kelly confirmed to CNN that the suckers and losers story was true. But he said, John Kelly, by far the dumbest of my military people, just picked up the theme of the radical left's lying about Gold Star families and soldiers in his hatred of me. He was incapable of doing a good job. It was too much for him, and I couldn't stand the guy. So I fired him like a quote-unquote dog. He had no heart or respect for people. Geez, everything he says is a confession, isn't it? 
So I hit him hard. Made no difference to me. He's already on record defending me all over the place. Nobody loves the military like I do. Bullshit. Now he finally speaks back by making up fake stories or confirming the made-up stories of the Dems and radical left. He's a lowlife with a very small brain and a very big mouth. Interestingly, before firing him, his wife, who suffered a lot, told me he would never speak badly about President Trump, in quotes, by the way. Wrong. Wrong. He said. Did he totally lie about another lowlife, Congresswoman Frederica Wilson? Let them fight that one out themselves. Numerous people are angry and upset because they know they will never be in a new Trump administration, but only for one reason. They're not nearly good enough. Kelly would be among those at the top of the list. Donald Trump gave John Kelly not one but two jobs. Yep. That indicates Donald Trump is okay with John Kelly. Oh, yeah. He was appointed Secretary of Homeland Security. And then he was like, okay, come on over. Be co-president with me. Donald Trump did not recognize that mm. John Kelly had a very small brain at that point. Seemed really confident. All the best people. All the, All best, the best people, people. of course. Except okay. when they don't like him. And right. And they're not the right. best people. Okay, one last break so David can uh, ice down his awful, awful toe. Prince, oh, Prince baby. the toe. That goddamn toe monster. All right, one last break. We'll come back and uh, wrap wrap up the show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. What does it remind you of? Yes. Annie Lennox. Oh, yeah. This is the great King Cyborg. This is another spin for her brand new single called Succubus. It is like not it. the traditional spelling of Succubus. There's a K in there. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because King Cyborg is one of the best of the best. Yeah. Uh, she sent me a, a great thank you note for playing her music on the show. She sent me a video on Instagram. And it was like, oh, my God. It was like a, getting a endorsement from a celebrity or something like that. You're... King Cyborg talking directly to me on video, thanking me sincerely for playing uh, her music on the show. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's one of the best yeah. of the best. So we got to do whatever we it's can like to make you. thanking me for eating Reese's Cups or something. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, thank you for letting me play your amazing songs on the show. So 
She's uh, one of the greats here. Go to bobsuska.com, find this episode, download all of King Cyborg's uh, songs here. Okay, so one last thing here, a couple of things here before we wrap up the show. Did you hear Cassidy Hutchinson on Jimmy Kimmel last night? No. She revealed she's been doing a book tour, of course. I think she was on Rachel Maddow. She's gonna be when is she on with Stephanie? She's gonna be on Stephanie. Uh, next Thursday. Ooh, excellent. That's gonna be awesome. Oh, by the way, the great Larry Charles, who's been on this show a bunch of times, is on with Mark Marin today. He's the guest on nice. Mark Marin's show today. So I will be listening to that in the car later on. Um, but Cassidy Hutchinson was on with uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night and talked about Trump's biggest fear, or one of his biggest fears. Let's listen to this. You want to hear Cassidy Hutchinson make fun of Donald Trump? And, and Jimmy Kimmel, for that matter. This is great. How often did the president throw ketchup at the wall? <laughs> <laughs> this was a regular, really this this was a regular occurrence? It's like he would launch the ketchup. <laughs> so... He, Donald Trump has a, I don't know if you know this or if anybody's, this is, I don't know, maybe people know, but he does have a very potent fear of being poisoned. Did not. Okay, so in case you missed that, Donald Trump has a very potent fear of being poisoned. And also, so everybody knows, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't come in and pre-interview anybody. Yeah. Um, Because I was with my mom when she was on that a few months, several months ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. And so the producer comes in and goes, what do you want to talk about? Uh-huh. And doesn't pre-interview. It's more like, hi, we're going to do this. And then, but Jimmy doesn't come in. So then that's why he can do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he did something to my mom that was very funny that she wasn't prepared for. So he does this to people, and I like that about him. Yeah, it makes for great spontaneity, doesn't it? It does. That's why you're getting a lot of Cassidy Hutchinson giggling here because... You know, I don't think she expected to be asked about the catch-up. No, but hell no. That was one of the big revelations from Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, is that he mm -hmm. freaked out on, oh, what was it? It was January 6th where he threw mm -hmm. the catch-up against the wall, yes, right? Yes, it was. And so I've started that catch-up alert level thing on Twitter, <laughs> where every time there's bad news for Trump, I do a catch-up alert level, almost like the uh, warning levels after 9-11. Mm -hmm. um, so what are they? Are they like Heinz, Hunt's? Fancy like, No, I mean, just some random word that applies to whatever the news story is. You know, just okay. something appropriate. Uh, but obviously over the top and outrageous. Those are always the levels, the catch-up alert levels. Right. Okay, so let's get back to this. So Cassidy Hutchinson says that Donald Trump has an irrational fear of being poisoned. I wonder who planted that in his head. Putin? But I guess as an asshole, I would, if I were as big an asshole as Donald Trump, I'd be constantly worried that the staff in the kitchen would spit in my food. At oh, the they very are. least, yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah. Here's, uh, let's continue with this sound, sound from Cassidy Hutchinson. Oh, I don't know, maybe people know, but he does have a very potent fear of being poisoned. Did not know he, <laughs> he had a fear of being poisoned. Well, now you do. Uh-huh. So he uses and prefers the small Heinz glass ketchup bottle because he likes to hear his valet, whoever's serving him his meal, he likes to hear the pop when really? you... Really? That's why? Yeah. I thought it was because his hands this... were so little, it seemed like... <laughs> <laughs> The man is so fucking spoiled that he doesn't even open his own bottle of ketchup. I yes, mean, well, because he's just, nervous. Because if it's an open uh, bottle, if it's an open bottle of ketchup, there could be right. spit. There could be all kinds of unsavory substances applied to that ketchup. I mean, there's bottle. a no, pie that, that he that, could like, get. Yeah, there's a I mean, pie he could get. You know. <laughs> what were you gonna say, David? <laughs> I, I just, I mean, like. 
I have to open all my own condiments. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just like, to be that removed mm-hmm. from daily life that you have someone whose job it is to open your fucking sauces for you. I, yeah. I just. Yeah. Oh God, he cannot leave this world fast enough. I'm telling you, like, I just, he's cancer. He's cancer. He is. That's what he is. He's like a cancer on society. He's a cancer yep. among humanity right now. Nothing. He's a tumor. Is, yeah, is, <laughs> it's not a tumor. We must excise that tumor. It's not a tumor. He really is a tumor. That's absolutely true. Well, meantime, um, a possible assassin tried to confront Troy Evers. I'm going to assume that this assassin, this possible assassin, wanted to kill the governor of Wisconsin, Troy Evers, who, by the way, is a Democrat, obviously. So this guy shows up with a pistol without a permit to have a concealed weapon, right? Shows up and wants to talk to, quote-unquote, Troy Evers. So they arrest him. They charge him, and the judge sets bail, and the guy makes bail, and then goes back to confront Troy Evers, this time (laughs) with with an AR-15. Awesome. Oh, my God. God. Again, once again, it's so obvious. It's like the thing with the gag order. We know what these people are all about. Why does this guy get bail? And then he goes back and, and tries to do it again. Good. I thought you were going to tell More. me that the governor was like, do you have a permit for that? He's like, oh, no, sorry. And he went and got his permit. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Absolutely no permit for that. Um, my guess is he probably doesn't have one because yeah. of the Second Amendment. But yeah. revoking bail, that is not a violation of this guy's Second Amendment rights. It has nothing to do with the gun. It has everything to do with this guy being an, a, a possible assassin and whack like job. A genuinely dangerous person. Yes. So. Who, but hey, he made he, bail, so let's you know put him out there. Yeah, if he gets out, he's gonna try again. You know, and Can you imagine the governor's like, oh god, this guy again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's like Rupert Pupkin. Maybe he just wants to be on the show. He has no intention. He just loves his guns, carries them around like whoobies, like like little security blankets, and he just wants to be, <laughs> wants to be on the show like Rupert Pupkin. But you know what? Mm. Rupert Pupkin ends up kidnapping. The host of the show that he wants. He ends up kidnapping Jerry Lewis. Yes, he does. He does. So even Rupert Pupkin is not, you know, all hilarious. I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, my my God. God, The King of Comedy. You have to see that show. Oh, my God. One of the best films. Sandra Bernhardt. Yes. Martin Scorsese. Yes. Oh, my God. And Jerry Lewis. Oh, the only thing I like Jerry Lewis in, except for any Dean Martin film. Yeah. See, I mean, I just think Rupert Pupkin would be the perfect name for a dachshund, you know, <laughs> for a wiener dog. <laughs> Rupert no, Pupkin. Jerry Lewis yeah. was great in that film. Yes, and he I'm is. I'm not a fan yeah. of his at all for an abundant number of reasons. Yeah. Because um, he says um, pretty women can't be funny. Right. He's uh, He was awful in real life. but I, I, you He know, was a horrid person. But that film that he's in, oh, my God, Sandra Bernhardt, yeah. Robert De Niro. Uh, Jerry Lewis, oh my God. Yes. Rupert Pupkin is this guy who's so delusional, he thinks he's going to be a late night talk show host. Yes. And he and even. That's De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. And he plays the, the greatest scene in the movie is when he's in his basement pretending yeah. to host the show and making yeah. a tape recording of himself. This is a grown man. Right, yeah. and he's got the set and everything, like a, oh, a duplicate absolutely. of the set. It's brilliant. And then his mom is yelling for him to lower it down, <laughs> down the stairs. Lower it. Lonnie's, Lonnie literally is walking by me, going, "It sucked. It sucked." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no. no, it was wonderful." No. 
Wonderful, wonderful. He's yelling you guys are acting terrible. like this is like such an insane character, but Ben Shapiro would be doing this if he didn't have his audience. That's you know? true. All true. right, we're, we're running out of time, so we got to wrap up. Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Bob Sussman Show. Patreon.com slash Astral Summer. We'll see you on the Shadow Docket, folks. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.